Smash Dupe special episode. Hello everyone and welcome to Slash Dupe, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. I'm joined by the regulars, uh, the family. I'm joined by Dan and Ryan. Hey. Hello. Uh, We wanted to open today's special really pumped, excited... Uh, you know, like usual, we normally sort of, we're always excited to record these and we are happy to be recording today as well. Um, but with the with the climate recently following um, Azim Rafiq's um, sort of really devastating and uh, moving testimony at the select committee hearing, uh, particularly focusing on sort of systemic racism and racism in cricket um, and his personal experiences that he's been through since uh, the age of 15, um, and with Thanksgiving and Black Friday approaching, which, um, you know, Thanksgiving has its own interesting sort of uh, history. Uh, I, I'm not going to touch that because that's, a, you know, a, sort of a, an American issue. And, I, and I'd feel like I can't even necessarily speak to, um, you know, sort of em, e, e, empire and other sorts of things, the Commonwealth and other things that we've got to do with monarchy in this country. <laughs> I'm going to leave Thanksgiving for the Americans, but there, there's still even on um, in the city of Plymouth, there's the in, in Plymouth, there's even a plaque that that uh, sort of denotes it's a, a national day of mourning for the Native Americans, um, and, and that was put there by the town. So, before we go on, the, this episode will start with um, some strong language, some language related to personal experiences racism, uh, of racism and other important, perhaps. Uh, difficult um, and perhaps not universal topics um, but so if you feel like it's not for you we will resume our normal programming um, in the next couple of weeks but if you're still here then thank you for sticking around so I thought it was interesting because I I, I was listening to a um, uh, Ash Sarkar talk about uh, the issue on the news channel that she has, um, and she was talking about the use of the P word, which which we will know as Packy, um, yeah. and it sort of I sort of flashed back. I was I was just watching it on YouTube, and I thought, do you know what the 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 first time I what what I find fascinating about the word to me um, that the racist term. Um, is that for me, my personal experience with it is that it was the first time that I had been othered. It was the first time I almost yeah. noticed that, right, in othering. Mm-hmm. So I remember it very, very vividly. And I was quite young. I was walking back from school. I was in Buckinghamshire at the time. I was walking back from school, um, as I always did. And I never felt that I was different in any way at that point. Um, in in any way, really, I don't really have any other sort of memory of being different around that time at all. Um, and I must have been in junior school, and a kid in his front garden, my sort of age, um, he just he was doing something, you know, like playing with his bike or something, or playing with somebody else, and he just saw me, and he said, "Packy, go home." A classic, the classic, classic, <laughs> the classic, ever... <laughs> the old <laughs> Packy, go home. Um, and he just yelled it almost, and this is what's so fascinating about this kind of racism, or about this language, or about how it used to be when we were young, um, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, it was, um, he didn't even seem like he had malice in his voice, right? So obviously he was a child, and to an extent, 
uh, he's not responsible for some of his language and you can mm-hmm. sort of but the way he said it to me was he really said it as if it was something oh yes i have to say that to this guy yes now. this is important to say. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and let me stop fixing my bike yeah, yeah. my ball and you know yeah i'm not annoyed. He wasn't annoyed there was no sort of knowledge of why he was saying it i could ju- I, do you know what i mean i remember his face very clearly it was almost mm-hmm. like a greeting in a weird sort of way so from him i can imagine almost there wasn't the element of racism which is interesting in this discussion as well however the fallout meant that i then went home the rest of the journey questioning whether i was different to that kid or not mm-hmm. um and yeah so it was the first time that i sort of noticed or i was told by somebody else that i was not normal or that i was different so and it's yeah. so strange isn't it that it's sort of these children are you know repeating phrases that they definitely would have repeated a phrase that you would have seen a parent or a authority mm. figure saying to someone that had a similar color skin to you so it's like that's that's the greeting that's what you shout at people yeah. with brown skin yeah packy go home yeah. um and like that's really interesting because to bring it to sort of our filmic side mm. and we we kind of discussed this beforehand is that my little boy um we watched bohemian rhapsody with him mm. I'm not sure whether we're responsible parents for that, but <laughs> we wanted to introduce him to Queen, and like he really, he's really into Queen anyway, and, yeah. and the music, um, and of course, why not? And he dealt with everything like it was. There's some. It's quite intense. It's mm. quite sad, and he, um, but he really enjoyed it. And at bath time the next day, we have like these foam letters that you can, you can stick on to to spell things out. Mm. Yeah. And he just turned around to me and said, oh, daddy, how do you spell Packy? I was like, yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, of course. He's seen it. And it, I mean, in yeah. the film, it's not said politely. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he'd watched the whole film. Yeah. And yeah. he'd spotted that that word doesn't sit right. And and or maybe it was said in some with malice, maybe. It was said, and maybe in some way, that's what, what he was trying to bring up. Yeah. I heard this word. It didn't feel right. Yeah. How do I spell it? Maybe that's a good way of getting a conversation going. Yeah, yeah. And of course, then we had a had to have a big conversation with him. Like my my son doesn't. He wouldn't be outwardly. He like he he's far more sort of light skinned than I yeah. am, and I'm I'm not as dark skinned as some of my other friends and even family. But he so he might not overtly suffer, you know, casual shouting from the mm-hmm. from the yard racism. And um, but he does identify and he mm. will identify with it so it was something to explain to him it's something that we like the cuz bros would mm. have experienced in their life yeah well yeah. i sort of to touch on that i feel like my experience racism has been different i quite often call myself ethnically ambiguous because for any of you that have met me like i'm relatively tall I'm a relatively wide boy um and i've got sort of that lovely caramel skin so <laughs> it, it it means that like i was never really pigeonholed in the same racist terms that sh- like and not be mean to you, sean but you know you you are skinnier and you are sort of you have more of a traditional asian build right yet i very often get mistaken for being a new zealander or samoan or hawaiian and that sort of polynesian look and and build so mm. i never experienced the sort of colonial english to asian racism as much because when i tell people i'm anglo-indian they sort of don't believe it 
um although like that's the last thing i would have guessed because of, because of the size of you or because of the tattoos you mm. got stuff like that so i never really I, you know it's fine maybe i've just blotted out of my brain but um well it's possible i, never really sort of I mean those that. things do happen you do sort of recognize sort of sometime afterwards sometimes and i don't think i think people like us we're not eat, we're not quick to ascribe racism to something you know i mean we've been i think we've been i'm sure we've all been sort of uh a pigeonholed for other things as well like size like you're saying or, or been put mm. upon or put down for something else other than um you know our race so i i don't i'm not quick to jump to racism but sometimes you sort of reflect on something and you go oh that that wasn't okay i was on the train i was on the train the other day i wasn't gonna talk about this but actually i just remembered um i was on the train on the way to oxford um and you know it's uh train was cancelled so everybody had to stand up in the um corridor this was not more than two weeks ago um and lots of people were coming past sort of with lots of bags bumping into people um and one of the um, older women next to me standing up who was sort of a bit pally in the carriage you know had sort of made a few friends um, said to the guy walking past one guy walking past the English word is excuse me and you could feel he was he was an Asian looking guy with curly black hair um, and he sort of went like he was going to apologise and then I feel, I feel really bad for this you could see his face just drop like he, he like it would have made no difference if he was fluent in English or not, right? It would have made no difference. But he said something, you know, he muttered something in English and he was sort of, you could tell that, I mean, those sorts of things that might have been flippant and in passing from the that woman mm. will might stay with that guy for decades, right? It may not just be, and I, I literally apologised to him as he walked on behalf of that woman as he walked past, but I felt like that wasn't enough. And I'm all for calling people out for racism, but I also am for people picking and choosing when the appropriate time and place to do so i think that's that's up to the individual um and calling her out in the carriage for me i don't regret not doing it but i i regretted that it happened and i and i apologized to that kid as he walked past it was just a kid that looked a you know vaguely sort of nondescript like we sometimes do <laughs> um ethnically ambiguous yeah and I, and it's like it's like ticking other in the box, you know. So it's it's difficult when you have sort of mixed heritage like we do as well, um, being Anglo-Indian, sort of. And that's a maybe a different. That's a conversation that hopefully over time we would like to address on our blood and song and that we do on a Monday. Yeah, man. Seven percent Chinese, according to my DNA <laughs> thingy. So you know. But I've had people call me D'Lo Brown as they walk past because when I had a shaved head when I was younger, I looked like the rest of D'Lo Brown. Um, choke slam on D'Lo, you know all that stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. It, I don't look on all of that stuff negatively, but you do think, oh, that stuff. Um, it comes from a place of othering me instantly. I was mm -hmm. Cuban. I've had Cuban. I've had Mexican. You know, I've had lots of. That was when I had a moustache. You know, which doing November yeah. at the moment is something I'm going to relive. Um, <laughs> so, oh man, I just realised. Sorry, sort of off piste. But in the same thing, D'Lo Brown. So I used to get called Rikishi, right? Because obviously I'm a, you know, big fat brown man. Right. And I always thought Rikishi was literally an Indian guy, but he's not. He's Polynesian. <laughs> he's literally his whole thing is that. So oh, I never knew So that. even if we're not focusing particularly on, on sort of racist slurs, I think it, othering someone like that instantly, I, I, I don't know. I think it can have lasting effects. It's certainly something that sticks in your mind.
Well, it was really interesting that with that board, I, I've only been picking up on what I can read on Twitter because I've been deep in rehearsals. But someone said it's very interesting that the board was full of white people, mm. telling to the the Commission for Diversity and Equality and Racism was just white people asking a brown person why he was upset about suffering from racism. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's mm. yeah, and and like you know, within our within within our industry, we're seeing. A, you know a push towards diversity and equality on on screen mm-hmm. uh, so we keep it within the film um yeah. and and i think that's great but we're also seeing certain certain ethnicities being pushed to the fore and actually forgetting that there are multi ethnicities mm-hmm. that need to be that need to be represented yeah yeah um and i know personally from my within theater that i don't know any south asian leads mm-hmm. uh that have been around that we could name off the top of our head it's certainly starting to happen now mm, yeah. um but it's involving people being very 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 loud and i you know off the top of my head <laughs> i can think of dev patel yeah uh, as as a asian man that people might know as a household name mm-hmm. oh and also the whole new thing about dev patel being being attractive, my God, he's a right hottie in, in is it the Green Knight or whatever? It's like, yes, but why is that new? Well, you know, there's the, there's quite a rich history, and you only need to sort of give us a cursory Google, of making the sexless, and this happened yes. with a lot of immigrants, right? Well, a lot of different kinds of immigrants. skins, remember? Well, yeah. The but, nerd in skins. Well, yeah, exactly, but even prior to that, there was this push to create this sort of weird buck-tooth sort of like sexless Asian. The, mm-hmm. the Asian that does not threaten the traditional sort of uh, native of the country you know to you know native in inverted commas but mm. um so yeah they i think for a long time that that was a very concentrated push in in lots yeah. of things in media particularly as well you know um that's why perhaps uh we won't touch on there's not enough time to touch on the big bang theory today but that's mm. a very prime example <laughs> of of sort yeah. of making yeah. a really twisted vision and version of an asian uh, uh, person in america right yeah um so yeah, Riz Ahmed, yeah. Riz Ahmed does, has been doing, you know, um, really good work in terms of bringing Asian actors to the forefront. Uh, the Riz test is sort of something that he's. <laughs> What's put this? In. What's the Riz test? It is. I think it's similar. It's similar it's like to the, the Bechdel. Bechdel. Oh, it's like, okay, yeah. It's like the Bechdel test, but I think it's to do with like two Asian actors that that if they like don't speak in. Like talk about terrorism or talk <laughs> right. or, or speak curry. In, in their own language. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you know oh, mum used to make the best food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we get yeah, it. Yeah. We get it. So it's like yeah. Spe- speaking of that, I really loved. I watched an episode of the Ranga Nation the other day, um, and I had Ramesh uh, Ranga Nathan on it, and mm-hmm. it had Gus Khan. And I don't know exactly sort of where they both come from. Um, I know that um, uh, he's Sri Lankan, um, Ramesh. Mm-hmm. Um, because they sort of he goes back to Sri Lanka. There's lots of stuff about Sri Lanka and his mum. Yeah. Um, but I Gus Khan said something or like talked to uh, Ramesh's mum. Uh, you know, in a in a sort of Sri Lankan language or something like that. And he they sort of connected, and he was like given props and respect to his mum. And yeah. I was like, it was just really nice to see that. It was nice to see, it. and I can't imagine. And the, but there are mo- lots and lots and lots of people out there that would find that sort of stuff weird and alienating and off-putting. But I sort of love it when I see cultures interacting. And it was just just a spare-of-the-moment thing. Like, Gus Khan, you know, wanted to sort of, yeah. 
you know, give Connect. sort of respect, I imagine, the way you would to, you know, somebody else's sort of auntie, you know, auntie, we yeah. would say in our culture, you know, so you say, yeah. uh, you know, not, uh, sort of, a, you know, a woman that might be your mum's age is is an auntie to you. I've, so. uh, I've become uncle to one of uh, mm-hmm. my little boy's friends, young friends, we went out to the zoo mm-hmm. and uh, her mum said to her, oh no be careful um listen to what uncle says so not only not only was it um was i called uncle but i was also given the authority to yes, make sure course. she was okay on the wall do you know yeah. what i mean like so that, That's but very, that, is, that is a very eastern thing i think you you sent me a message about this the other day about how like in eastern cultures it's much more about sort of um the greater good and so that that sort of parenting uh, by sort of the extended family community yeah, yeah by yeah. the community that's takes a takes a village to raise a child mm-hmm. right? yeah, that's sort yeah. Of phrase but i would and also I... say like having like been brought up on the other side sort of the irish side mm. is that that is that would also be true of the irish community mm. uh, that i experienced and, and i imagine that for a lot of sort of white culture in mm. in england that would also be true mm. Um, but it's a certain it's a certain cultural thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. the, the community side based of, of the Irish also managing to be stigmatised um, mm-hmm. as well as the you know sort of immigrants of colour and as terrorists yes. in their day. So <laughs> I've got it all. I've got it all <laughs> yeah. in the in the blood. I just to, just before we move on to sort of uh, the film and TV portion of this um, proper, I just wanted to reflect as I because I don't often want to delve back into the history of, of, of uh, racism that was offered to me uh, growing up but uh, I just remember once a teacher said I look like a coconut so that was um, in front of everyone he just took a moment and he said do you know what Sean and it was with that this is the thing You, I don't know if it's just me the but you remember smile. the way they said it the wry mm. smile this I've got you Sean in front of everyone because you know I might have been naughty I might have played up um and also, by the way, I would push anyone towards um, Akala's book, I believe it's called Natives, um, which um, is not an empirical um, novel but uh, about racism, but a personal account and experience of him growing up and sort of noticing racism in schools, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And that made me reflect back and think that I don't think I... Well, I was talking to someone else about this and they were bullied um, by students a lot and we talked about bullying and I thought, I didn't, I didn't really get bullied by students but I got bullied and I had to think about it and I was bullied by teachers. Teachers, and I think that yeah. really has put a real trauma as, you know, that goes into work, right? And authority mm-hmm. figures. Yeah. I'm not claiming that that was because of racism because I haven't um, had the need to go back and really think about that. But the one moment that sticks out is when a teacher thought he had me and he said, I don't like a coconut. I, um, I had one incident of racism. I think it might've been my first or second year at secondary school that put paid to, to anyone dealing with it after it was in an English class and we would I remember it to this day we were doing Macbeth and we we're reading it out everyone got a bit of a part and and this uh, other this other fella in my room he was reading I think it must must be one of the witches parts and he he must he struggled with reading like maybe I think he probably had dyslexia and he was trying to read and he was he was really struggling with it mm. Um, but everyone was giving him the time and the patience, but he got very frustrated and and he just like shut his book. And then so the English teacher said, oh, well, De Cruz, will you, will you pick up from here? Mm. Because I was quite a fluent reader anyway. So I stood up and I started reading it and he was, st- the other student was obviously still very frustrated and he went, oh yeah, well, all those packies can read well, can't they? Yeah. And 
the yeah. whole room went silent because like it's the first time I, I was the only of course I was the only yes. person of colour in my room yeah, as was um, and the whole room went quiet and like there was this what's going to happen and I've never been filled with so much rage because yeah. I was just I was being asked to do something it came out of absolutely nowhere I've never been nasty to this boy yeah. do you know what I mean and looking back on it now he was frustrated but I didn't see that I was, mm. a, young, I was a young man and the English teacher didn't he did he, when I say he didn't do a thing mm. he did everything right he didn't he let me stand up well mm. I stood up walk over to this guy and punch him so hard in the face <laughs> that he fell off the chair and and the English teacher didn't say anything we, he just sent him off to the nurse and we continued with the wow we continued with the, the class well that's a kind of teaching in a way isn't it yeah yeah and <laughs> school of hard knocks school of yeah. hard knocks no one I uh, was not no one was racist to me for the rest of the yes. rest of my time at school. And do you know um, what? Like, it's really tragic that obviously, like, I had to be violent. Yeah, that you had Isn't to that... do something like that. You had to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, because of something like that that had been thrust upon you because you know you were asked to do something. Uh, and and you know, it, this kid was almost definitely parroting something. You know, I'm sure yes. that wasn't wouldn't have even been his belief deep down. Just I don't something. think anyone would have known. Like, I I can't believe. In 2021, I look at my trending on Twitter and it stood there bold as brass as a trending word. And you're like, yeah. number one, why are we trending for a start? Yeah. And number two, how are we How are we still there? Mm. How, yeah. how are we? Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre that we, that we haven't moved on in 40 years. Yeah. Well, I think it's sort of every time you think there is a positive sort of change like that in culture, particularly in, in the UK or particularly in England, I can speak for, I can't speak for the rest of the, mm. the Great Britain. Um, it just hides. It just hides under there. And I think it's, I, I'm glad that it's coming out now. Um, and I do feel like we're moving forwards, you know, each year. But, but it, for a long time, I think it just lay dormant. You know, that sort of stuff that we thought we were accepted finally. Um, yeah there was one thing I remember from in 2020 during the uh, in America during a lot of the the rioting there was a line that always stuck with me from um, like a, a clip that I saw and it was a woman that said I believe it was um, we're asking for recognition not retribution mm. and I thought that was that's mm. brilliant because and that sort of is exactly what it is like as you're saying dan it's not we're just asking for recognition it's not that racism is still trending and we don't we're not asking for those thousands of years back yeah i don't want that no. teacher to be you know to, to to be raked over the coals because he said it looked like a coconut i'm sure yeah. and other things i i'm sure that you know because that's what children do they seek retribution because they don't understand sort yeah. of how to um you know and i'm i'm sure that kid would be mortified at you know it's sort of him. in fact he will have his own trauma from that event not i'm not even talking about the retribution he suffered <laughs> but from standing up and saying that to another person in class yeah. to another child to another human being i'm sure that if he's a decent person now he would have that trauma that carried with him and that was instilled in him by his parents by the media and by other sorts of mm-hmm. um, sorts of systems that benefit from othering and then dividing people um, I, we are not qualified to talk about <laughs> that sort of stuff. Point That's yourself true. to your socialist or left-wing news outlets for uh, for more on that. Um, 
But where do you go? Where do you go to listen to that? Is it Navara Media? I, I really like Navara Media, but I don't want to turn off any of our centrists, right? That are listening to this podcast. <laughs> like I feel like I'm fairly left wing, fairly liberal, and uh, fairly uh, sort of uh, in the socialist camp. But I don't wouldn't push that upon anyone else either. I understand the position of centrists, and I even understand the position of the right. Um, it, obviously, it's it's the radicals and the far lefts and the far rights that are, you know, and that's and that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, I mean, I I. I just feel like there aren't enough left-wing news sources. There are a lot of right-wing news sources, and that's a shame. So, so any sort of left-wing news source that you can can sort of pull away, as the right makes you believe that the centre is left. I think anything that can pull you back left, I I very much appreciate. So I follow Navarra Media, um, but I'm you know I sort of uh, I don't think politics should get in the way of. Um, you know, having a good a debate. good of a good film. Of a good film. A That's good a good film. transition out of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, we can't apologise for taking up uh, the the front half of this um, podcast on uh, on on that topic uh, because it's important, and I'm really grateful, Ryan and Dan. Thank you for sharing and for agreeing to this. Um, no, thank you. So, so how? So, but but I'm but I think it's important us being in the creative industry, uh, creative industries, um, that and all three different ones now, which is nice. Yeah. Um, congratulations, mm, yeah. Ryan, on your recent um, uh, job. Uh, so we, I'm interested in how in- inclusivity, diversity, and other sorts of important things, how they've um, been manifesting recently. So there are definitely examples in the past of how it's been done badly. Um, Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit Two, which is um, <laughs> and Short Circuit, which is a real point of contention for me because I'll say yep. racist script, excellent acting. So even though he was brown faced, <laughs> that man did. I mean, that's why he hasn't been cancelled yet, Fisher Stevens, yep. because he really did an honour and a tribute. He really went there, didn't he? He really went there, and he almost like a man who had gone and sort of let's, researched look, it. Let's, let's, it. Let's, ne- let's never forget um, Robert Downey Jr. In... <laughs> You know, and I, I Tropic could argue <laughs> Tropic Thunder, and you could argue that if it wasn't for the fact that he has done so well as Iron Man, well, that got some flack a few years ago. But but, but that's that's a different conversation. That's a conversation with people who are not understanding, you know, that the 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 subject of the joke with the content of a joke. Um, yeah. You know, like the content of the joke is he's blackfaced. The subject of the joke is Hollywood accepting that that sort of thing is he's acceptable. acceptable. You know, yeah. in, and in the pursuit of their own gain. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, Fisher Stevens is, is like the one he gets a pass from me, right? Well, if, uh, up until very recently, and uh, to be fair, I haven't watched uh, yeah, the the short, short circuit, circuit in a very, very long time. But as a child, I don't think I ever questioned. That he <laughs> yeah, wasn't. me neither. Yeah. Me Do you know neither. what I mean? Yeah, and I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, I, I need to go and ask my parents actually <laughs> as to whether they, Dad, did you ever notice this guy was definitely not Indian? <laughs> And I, I bet you he would be like, no, I didn't even, didn't think about it. You know, don't get me wrong. It has the hallmarks of the, the you know, the Asian that can't speak, the Indian Asian who can't speak, the yeah. Pakistan Asian who can't tech speak guy. properly. He's a tech yeah. guy. But, you know, as a sort of undoubtedly a hero, he's the hero character of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, the non-robotic hero anyway. Yeah. Um, and as a sort of likeable, affable sort of main character, it, that is not made fun of. And also, probably the first... Uh, South Asian role that I can remember as a child watching. I don't think I remember. It's sad that it's also now a white man Aladdin. being the no, yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin um, uh, from you know, the Arab also, world. Yeah, and uh, Aladdin was also 
probably after short circuit. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Or I don't know. Anyway, time. you guys carry and, on. And animated, and also animated. But that's really, I mean, that's that's really messed me up because it too, probably yeah. is the first Indian role I remember. Yeah, yeah. And and now to find out that that was all a lie, like it's un- <laughs> my whole life, my whole life is a lie. <laughs> um, short circuit did come out, nineteen eighty six. Short circuit, Aladdin was ninety two. Yeah, I I remember I remember short circuit being when I was a a kid yeah. whereas Aladdin was like just coming into my teenage yeah. years and also Aladdin being whilst it's not my direct heritage being the first sort of Disney character that I could identify with mm. like the first one, I remember yeah. thinking that's I could play that part yeah I want yeah. to play that part and so Aladdin became sort of my favorite Disney movie yeah um and you know that's really it's really important representation in terms of inspiring the next generation of talent yeah, is definitely is hideously important well for a long time i would i would have i would believe in my heart and i would say to people oh i, I can't dress up as anyone really unless they're mm-hmm. brown you know yeah. like i can't do i don't didn't feel like i could do it um and that's a sort of when people go oh why are they casting it, it as a non-white actor why mm-hmm. are they casting ethnic diversity when the character was white and all this sort of stuff and it's like well because I think you need to break people out of the shell of the idea Absolutely. that like, you know, only one, there's only one type of hero and yeah, the, yeah. for a long time, you're right with Aladdin. Well, for, for a long, long time, time, white people could just change the color of their skin and play other races. So, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason as to why we couldn't. Well, in the opera world, there's, I had a conversation, I can't remember who it was and I again had to keep my calm and they're like, well, we can't do Othello anymore. As a, and you're like, well, you can. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's just, there's no black opera singers and I was like that's not a problem mm. with uh, opera is it it's a problem with the casting of opera and the, the bringing yeah. up of, of making it accessible it's not black people not singing opera yeah. it's that opera isn't accessible and to if enough you black people I mean, also, when you're young if you don't have role models in those areas if you can't see them you, you I think you instantly think well that's not that's not for me you that's close not for it me. off before that's you exactly right. even, that's you know, exactly right that's exactly right and cultures it. themselves I mean again from we joke the, the 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 joke about sort of the Indian mum, which is like be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, <laughs> because they make money. They give you standing within um, mm. within society, which is what we needed to do when we came over. You don't yeah, be an actor so, yeah. because yeah. no one's going to respect you. You're going to make no money. They co- yeah. Where where do you see an Indian actor on your screen? Yeah, and also yeah. it depends on on what kind of. Um, what your beliefs are because there are some beliefs where you buy your parents house off them mm. and you so you need the money to be able to do that buy the parents house and then they live them. With, they live in the and then look after them basically yeah. until they die and then your kids do well, that. they looked after you when you were younger so yeah. it's fair, so, fair right? so so the idea is that you need that money to be able to buy mm-hmm. the house off them you mm. need to be a doctor lawyer a doctor lawyer pharmacist <laughs> now you need to be all to be three to be able to afford the house that they doctor bought in the 80s so. pharmacist yeah just be a GP son <laughs> just so like I, I um, I'm just going to quickly circle back to Dev Patel because I this is just a good point briefly before we talk about things that do it first first of all the person who you'd say would play you in a biopic about you well I've changed to Oscar Isaac now um, have I you? yeah mm-hmm. I mean I think I I'm, think Dev Patel is probably closer you reckon I, th- yeah. I feel like I'm too pale in the, with the light of the MacBook screen on me at the moment I think mine would be The Rock <laughs> because I'm just so jacked 
You'd want it to be The Rock, but it would just be Vin Diesel instead. It would be the poor man's (laughs) rock, wouldn't it? (laughs) No, it'd be Jason Statham. Brown up. Who would play us in a, in a biopic of us? That that is what that's a question now for the listeners. We should keep using the. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we should just waste their time imagining who would play us. Um, oh no, we can do that now. But I I don't know who who I would who pay me. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Of course it would yeah, be. Yeah, Russell, Russell, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Um, yeah. So that's a good cast, isn't it? Dev Patel is a good <laughs> film, isn't it? Oscar, Oscar Isaac, The Rock, and, <laughs> and Dev Patel. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Let's put that. Let's make. What film would that be? What would that? That's, a, that that's film a great be? impromptu slash deep. Uh, so who be, are we looking you know, at? Oscar you... Isaac. Okay, so star power like plays weird, charismatic roles, right? Mm-hmm. The Rock, beefy, comical roles, and Russell Brand as I believe it will be his foray back into Hollywood now that he's a reformed messiah-like right, so figure. Guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to shouldn't be really more... use the word guru because he's not, but you know. Yes, he, did, he would use it's... that sort of thing. No, it's the Asian version of twins right you know the danny devito mm. arnold schwarzenegger film right it's the asian remake of that isn't it with oscar isaac's the rock that's already uh i don't even know i mean the... oscar isaac i imagine he's latin he's got latin heritage i'm just going to take a punt at that i don't yeah. know i think he's got latin so it's like three different people none of whom are indian being indians is that what we're saying here <laughs> he's guatemalan um oscar isaac's oh, so we've okay, actually, okay we've actually gone come full circle to where we're not giving any inclusivity <laughs> for our own yeah. right we've done it yeah. to ourselves yeah. that's what's happened that's how no. easy it is to do they'll go Oscar Isaac's not even Asian he's they've Guatemalan all, they've all got like a sort of a tan <laughs> face they can count on it them, haven't they yeah they'll be fine oh it's just gonna have to be it's just gonna have to be Dev Patel three times isn't it? that's yeah. what it's gonna have to be just like just different like haircuts and beards just like legend <laughs> with um, Tom Hardy love it but look I'm hoping that this this turn is sort of not shocking to us but shocking to you know, some of the white world that that he's a, he's a sex symbol now. Um, I think that that Dev Patel should be. Uh, I fully think he should be the next James Bond. And I think with Green Knight, there's entirely entirely the possibility hey, that he will. That's be, a good shout, right? You know, I think that if you take Bond um, as he is now, uh, and the sort of Bond that we want to see, and slightly younger, but also the way that Britain has evolved, I think mm. you need to take somebody from. The Empire. I think you need to take someone who has mixed heritage, somebody who knows what it's like to be British and knows what it's like to come from, you know, sort of ex-British colony, if you like. You know, I think that Dev Patel, on a from a political standpoint, works really interestingly. But also, if you just take it at face value, he's a charming, charismatic Brit with a fantastic voice, right? And like, and I think that he's um, you're talking about me. What about Dev? <laughs> He could do action as well. I'd love to see him. Of course, he could do action. He's a fat. I honestly uh, like. They'll pick some anonymous, generic white dude again, um, and that would be a pale imitation of Craig, who I rate very highly in in as Bond. Um, But I think it really should be sort of a breath of fresh air where they can go in a different direction, but still have the hallmarks of what you really love about Bond. And it's not the misogyny, and it's not the sort of you know him going around and destroying most of the the known world in the name of the queen it's him being charming and suave and cool and cool action and then all the other things they want to bolt onto the character mm. so in terms of i think it makes a, a, a you know sense in any way you slice it from any direction i think dev patel should be the next james bond 
Well, that should um, be our hashtag for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it probably should be. Uh, <laughs> and I will also bring it up when we do our Bond special, which we will, we will be doing, uh, if anyone's still actually listening to this episode, um, we will be doing between now and the release of it, of the uh, home video uh, release uh, around that sort of time. So that's, so when it comes, I think that's a good way of, um, of, of bringing uh, uh, this sort of um, vibe into into Hollywood, into into blockbusters, um, I think. Uh, I, I also, I think this is, just to briefly, I wasn't going to talk about this either, but Dune is very fascinating. So Denis Villeneuve, this is a film podcast after all, Best, probably the best living director. He knows film, you know, like the way like an athlete knows their craft, like he just, he, you know, their body or whatever. He knows film. And I saw Dune recently, and I think it's very fascinating what he says about, because Frank Herbert's Dune is a, the novel's sets, taken as a whole they are the a response to the white savior um sort of trope uh, whilst you're also sort of having its cake and eating it so i think dune is a really fascinating first film that if handled well as a series will hopefully like like sort of surreptitiously bring diversity out in a big way so if it goes on Mm. for two three four films i think it will really sort of push uh it pushes out paul atreides spoilers not really, but it pushes mm. him out, and it and and the sort of the idea of being a white savior it's really commented on in the series of Dune. So I'm fascinated to see how Hollywood reacts to that and how. But it doesn't have sting in it. So. <laughs> yeah. Also, the movie had Zendaya in it for about five seconds and in flashbacks and wafting around and you know so um so that so they didn't really do much on that front. But but I'm interested in seeing how that progresses in terms of because really that is fundamentally the story of of. Um, of you know sort of people coming in and oppressing a, a native mm-hmm. populace uh so mm-hmm. and taking their land and their resources so that would be really interesting to see if that if that is comes back out into hollywood because sometimes they shy away from that sort of stuff because it's you know they're built on the same principles <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah so just, that's yeah i was trying on. to think of the last film that was inherently sort of asian sort of british asian Mm. that we had I, well, I don't know about film but um i watched we are lady parts mm. recently mm-hmm. um which is a four part i think it was like a four or five yeah, part like series, series on, on on channel four mm. about four different kinds of uh muslim but like british muslim women uh, who form a punk band um but that i thought was it was it was really fantastic to sort of watch it and see uh, you know to sort of have that not only is it female led female written female directed but also just how much of a different light it sort of shed on, on well we sort of, of grow world. we all sort of grow up i think it's also fascinating how many what it does is it showcases first of all the music's numbers are incredible right yeah um really genuinely great as a tv show it's great and as a sort of musical sort of but band movie it's great mm-hmm. um but just to show, I think it's really important to show that diversity, like you were saying earlier on, Dan, within communities um, and races and other sorts of things. So um, the amount of different kinds of Muslim women are, is, is wonderful yeah, to see. That's the, the best trip. Yeah, it's not one. No. Not all Muslim women are represented by one person. And this is something we talk about in theatre and like tokenism and stuff like that, is that it, when, you, when you put one person of colour on stage or on screen... Mm. They now the pressure is obscene because yeah. they now represent every person of color in in, in the world, yeah. right? So on stage, yeah. if 
Yeah, uh, it's been said before, like, you know, you just can't find as good people of colour because you have one person of colour on stage, right? There are 20 Mm. white people on stage, of whom 16 are so-so... Uh, with the greatest respect to people I work with, um, but so so or, or or not, but they're learning their craft, right? Yeah, sure, sure. There's three or four outstanding performers, so they're the ones you see, mm-hmm. and then the person of color who is probably at the same stage as some of the others, learning their craft and getting good, is the only person of color. So suddenly, yeah. all people of color uh, are judged by yeah. by one person learning the craft on stage, and and the same on screen, when there's only one person of color, all the all the eyes are on that person yeah. and, and their performance, whereas you've got... And that machination as well. Yeah, and you've got like you've got a much bigger percentage chance of the majority of whatever culture's on stage, on, on screen, mm. to, to see something good. So there's 19 people of one particular skin colour. only needs one of them to be good, and you're like, see? One <laughs> can be good. You've got one person of yeah. colour on screen. There's a 100% chance of yeah. them being good or bad and i think that's the other thing like it's okay for people to be bad on screen on stage they're learning their craft right and they get good we've seen that we've we've actively seen actors start pretty so-so and get phenomenal over over the rate but you see that i mean like one of the things that's positive i mean this is not what we're here to speak about because we know less about it i can say fairly confidently but in terms of like female directors they're scrutinized at such a different degree um, but they are also allowed to fuck up. I mean, how many times? Like, have you like Spielberg has made about eight god awful films. Ridley Scott <laughs> has made about eight god awful films, and I'm not even talking about any of the ones you know. They're all ones that that like you know are in between all of his big ones, and he's just allowed to mess up quietly or not under the microscope. Which, you know, uh, directors of color, but certainly more female directors, they're they're not allowed to 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 mess up mm. because they because some of them because of the the, the percentage difference. As you said, they're sort That's of it. They represent a bigger, and, bigger part of the yeah. pie. And actually, failure is how we get good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that, Crazy Rich Asian shows that, that East Asians can make terrible rom-coms as well. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to just be all, you know, Hugh Grants. You know, they it's can true. also make bland, you know, true. Uh, rom-coms. But hey, look, our hashtag, Crazy Pitch Asians, is <laughs> yeah, come off of that. So. that. Absolutely. No, I'm not, I'm not biting on it. It's a good, it's a good one. Um, there's also that one with, um, I love that one on Netflix. Just the little rom-com that could, the one that had Keanu Reeves in it. Always Be My Maybe, I think it's called. Yeah, um, that was fantastic with... Uh, um, Oh, is it Ali Wong? Yeah, Ali Wong. That is, Ali Wong. That is yeah. a slash tune. That is title. Always be my maybe is, isn't it? Oh, but, cool it's, is but it's so good. But it's so good. Yeah, it's just the little rom-com that could. And that's and there's nothing that has to be said about the fact that they're both Asian leads, right? Like, it's just, they mm. don't make a big deal about it. The Big the big Sick is another film that's very interesting about, you know, sort of, um, I don't know, portraying uh, grief, you know, with with people of colour without it having to mm. be about people of colour. The Farewell mm. is an example of a film, one of the best ones I've ever seen. That's a, a, a film uh, that's really fascinating, based on a true story. Uh, the writer-director, uh, their grandma, uh, they're Chinese and in China, this particular place in China, they uh, and the family, well, when someone's ill, like the grandma has uh, some kind of cancer, um, you don't tell them it's cultural to just sort of let them pass and not have the trauma and stress of knowing that that's their end 
when they're at a certain age. Um, so it's nice to see sort of a pocket of the world and, and the fallout of certain belief systems. And so what they do is they stage a, a wedding and they pretend two people who aren't really ready to get married, like go to get married and they do it all and set it all up so that each of the family members can say goodbye to the to the grandmother and it's just in, incredible incredible emotional film true story um and that's i think it's really important also to put these things on screen so you can learn about things mm, that you wouldn't definitely. normally mm. um come across so so that you're prepared when you do that's the thing about yeah. like a lot of these intolerances and racism it's a lot of it comes if it doesn't come from parroting it comes from ignorance or it comes from not knowing fear. how what to yeah. say what to do yeah fear or or sort of they put on the spot and their only frame of reference is uh, Big Bang Theory. Okay, well then um, I assume <laughs> that this this Asian person is going to be sort of weird, right? Or something. Mm. So I'm going to act accordingly before I've ever even sort of had a conversation with them. So so yeah, I think the more representation you have on screen, really, that, that what you do is you just sort of prep people to see the different shades and colours and diversity that is out there so that you sort of less... They're less... You're absolutely right. And it's about having having films or or pieces that are directly about people of color and their cultures but also films that are just about anything yeah that also represent that have people of color in it because yeah. these yeah. these day-to-day everyday things happen without having to be referenced to a particular culture as well yeah yeah got a question for you dan hmm. the and you may I, I think you better know the answer to this but the one of the things I dislike is the Knight Rider Punjabi MC song, right? Because <laughs> right. it gives all the white people a chance in the club to, and I quote, "Screw the light bulb." And uh, the yes, dog. absolutely. Right? Yeah, we love <laughs> those does, moves. Does, so like that's a dance. That's clearly a dance move in in Bollywood or <laughs> in in. But does that dance move have a have an actual name that we're just not using? You know what? I am really disappointed that I don't know it. I, it might but not. I, that's the thing. It just I do might have not. some people that I could ask and we can put it up on our socials or <laughs> yeah. if anyone knows it as well. But mm. um, yeah, my, my knowledge of Bollywood dance is limited to the bits that I've done in shows. Mm. Cause it's um, quite sacred. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's dancing in, in, in India and in Indian weddings is a sacred thing. Mm-hmm. And sort of that's why it's portrayed quite heavily in Bollywood. Um, Sean, I think, and, and in a lot of other Asian cultures, you have to remember where it was, but when you went to a wedding and the sort of all of the bridesmaids go away and decide which, um, groomsmen that they're going to all hit on, you know, that's that sort of I can't remember, which, but that's a kind of a cultural thing, and the dancing is almost the sort of the portrayal of here I am, here's what I look like, um, and that sort of gets bastardized, isn't it? Mm. As to literally pat a dog and screw a light bulb. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, and you're right. Air. It will very like likely it's very likely to to sort of have a basis somewhere, and you know, like and and a, and a rich history. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm embarrassed not to know about it either. Um, there's a there's a new musical coming out called Rumi, which is about the uh, Persian poet, um, and okay. some of the uh, some of the sort of marketing material that's come out has been has been a lot has been based around the choreography of some of the pieces. She's utterly beautiful mm. Um, mm. because, like you say, it's such a deep part of uh, we uh, like we we are also ashamed to say we don't know as, enough about Bollywood yeah, as sure. we wish we could, but that mm. but that the the dancing within the Bollywood movies has a very specific um, sort of root uh, and is and is important. Yeah. And I think um, yeah, one I'd like to know more about that. But also we don't. I'd love to see that merge. Maybe you know better than I do, sure. But whether there's a merge of like a 
an English film that does that. We're like we're seeing the, the rise of like musical films now, aren't we? Yeah. And, and I would have really to only point you towards Slumdog Millionaire, and I'd, I would give Danny well, Ball props for that. I mean, is that what you're saying? I mean, that's the only instance I've seen where they've sort of fused and eats East meets West in a way that feels yeah, like I'm, it's representative of both. I mean, like putting like for for me like Indian culture or things that are important for like Asian culture. South Asian culture into a non-South Asian story. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of the stories that Bollywood tells, they are not like about. I mean, I saw Mrs. Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire, basically the Indian. But I keep talking to you about this, but it's <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Right. Um, but to have that Bollywoodization of mm. a story that isn't, we don't see that over here. We don't see some of those cultural influences that Britain has because it's the melting pot that it is. Mm-hmm. But celebrating certain cultural ideas without it having to be about that culture, I guess yeah. without appropriate, uh, without appropriate. Yeah, but like I, don't, I don't think that's a challenge, of course. But that means mm-hmm. that it should be uh, headed towards rather than away from. I think yeah, that absolutely. If it seems and, and difficult. Di- that's what directed and consulted with people yeah. of of those of those cultures. Absolutely, yeah, sure. yeah, and and sort of, I think it's okay also to misstep, and it's also okay to make mistakes on the journey towards. Um, uh, you know, uh, making th- things f- right and fair. I mean, you. I think you can also see that in strong female characters. For a long time, they came out and they acted like blokes, and you sort of thought, well, that doesn't feel like a strong female character to me. That feels like a an actress, uh, an actor, a female actor that's been told to act like a bloke or has an idea of what Hollywood wants out of a out of a hero. Um, and then after a little while, you sort of start to see it blossom more into into strong female characters that mm-hmm. feel a little bit more sort of uh unique i suppose or, or or genuine so so yeah so th- there will be missteps along the way um and also and i think it's, it's okay to laugh and find things silly and find things yes. weird as long like, as they as long yeah. as that comes from a good place and as long as that people are aware of the mistakes that they made and, and don't double down on it but you know sort of hold their hands up and 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 that they that all good due process has been done on the way as well yeah there's been yeah. um there's, there's a new play coming out or oh, i can't remember where it is and i don't want to get i think it might be the old vic and they named the main characters based on it's like based on elon musk basically mm-hmm. about um uh rare earth metal i think it's called mm-hmm. anyway they named they just came up with this name for this lead character and they called him herschel herschel fink mm-hmm. and they were like it's a very, very jewish name and the character's about sort of this greedy rich billionaire yeah, and like okay, loads yeah, of the yeah, yeah. loads of the jewish community came up and went and this seems of, yeah. really wrong my friends yeah. and they were like well we didn't know it must have been subconscious bias unconscious bias and you're like but you didn't run it past anyone that would have flagged this up just <laughs> yeah. so like it and they've, they're doing a much better job of now sort of trying to hold their hands up but yeah. But there's there's a due process, isn't there? It's like, yeah. oh, this sounds like a great idea. Let's take some Bollywood things and shove it into an English movie. Great. But who are you going to get to talk about this? Who are you going to consult mm. on the way? Who's on board on your team? And I think as much as we, we talk about representation on screen, we don't talk enough about the representation off the screen. Yeah, um, and like we, we obviously work with uh, the Pearsons, a fantastic um, mm. casting, um, casting directors. And... Um, that is part and parcel of it like people see the world through the world through their eyes Mm. 
And so when you cast a film or, you know, a director wants or what a writer wants, when they write those parts, they write it through the eyes that they see. Mm-hmm. And if those eyes are limited to just their life experience, yeah. then you're only going to... That's that's why, especially theatre, but also film, white people have been cast a lot more is because white people direct, white people produce, white yeah, people sure. cast. White people. And, that, yeah. and again, it's, it's no, tr- that's no problem. That's yeah. not a bad thing. But the more inclusivity you get in that, the more likely you are to just happen to have. Do you know what I mean? You don't have that the other way around in Bollywood, do you? They're not like just casting, oh, we need to get some white inclusion into our films, (laughs) are they? Although, I mean, I probably want to talk to like our Taj, our consultant on Bollywood. But I do know (laughs) that, that, that there is definitely a thing for lighter skinned people tend to be the main the True. main parts in Bollywood. Yeah. I, I, I might that's be I might be entirely uh, yeah, wrong. Well, I mean, that's probably, different... You are right, but that's that's a conversation that I can't weigh in on. That's a, that's a whole different thing. Mm. Although I will point people in the direction of Lagan, which is a film that I haven't mm. seen recently. You know what I knew you, I knew you, you were gonna bring that up. I almost didn't. It depends how much time I got left. But I was go I was gonna just mention that I haven't seen it in a little while. So if it's less inclusive or it's or, or from uh, a sort of native uh, Indians perspective it's not inclusive I'd be happy to know where and why and, and how um, but it, it's a film that, that feels like a send up of the Indian class system and it feels like a film that, that doesn't sort of and the Brits are the bad guys which is amazing actually I checked the poster earlier on for it because spoilers I'm going to try and use the poster for our poster for this episode um, but uh, the they've got the English sort of posh English dude who's the villain, and he's very brown on the front cover. So he's almost as brown as the main character is on the mm. front cover, and I think that's quite fascinating. So whilst he, even though he's the villain, and undoubtedly his whiteness is part of his villainy in the story of Lagan, um, they've browned him up for the poster of Lagan. So I've anyway, I just thought that was it's just an interesting thing, isn't it? That sort of there's there's conversations to be had about the lightening up of mm. models as well and and yeah and lighter skin being favorable briefly on that because again i wasn't going to go into this but um is it andre bro brower brower um i think it's from, from brooklyn, brooklyn 99 i i i think it's incredibly rare even still to see i'm gonna say serious i don't mean that like serious and sort of because he is comedic by the end of it but yeah. um sort of serious roles for very very dark-skinned black people it's very rare because again hollywood is still afraid these are the baby steps they've been taking over the last sort of few decades it's like oh we'll get some black people in but they'll be sort of brown or they'll be sort of light-skinned and yeah so it's um or have whiter features and things like that and that's what i mean like it's it's about what we see how people that are in charge see the world Mm. and 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 that's that's the little that's the things that need to change us uh, alongside you know mm. having having those people being seen on screen it's the it's the machinations behind isn't it yeah yeah you're right and 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 that's incredibly important and that just that changes if you if anyone listening is in a room where those conversations are happening and even if you're not of color uh, it's that it's it's then that those decisions are often made yeah you're right and i think speaking up about diversity within those sort of meetings if you're ever privy to them I think that yeah, that's you're right. That's where people's perceptions can be changed really genuinely before mm-hmm. they start the process of casting. I mean, when I wrote as a teenager screenplays, I wrote them with all white cast in mind. I had I had no because I had no sort of frame of reference for anything. I, I will hold my hand up and say at the beginning when we started Slash Dupe, I was doing the same thing mm. with my ideas, and you know, and it, it's been 
going through a journey with with all of you guys and all the amazing guests that we've had on to when coming up with ideas start to think outside of those yeah. that realm of, mm-hmm. of em- film and embrace and being and broken outside of your box em- embrace mm. seeing like when somebody shows you what's beyond that embrace it because it's that's actually yeah. a really privileged and unique position to be in to, to go to actually look outside of your box and go i'm going to take some of that in and mm. I'm gonna take some of it on so we we didn't slash dupify anything particularly. I mean, I'm happy for someone in the you know who's listening to tell us what our uh, Russell Brand, uh, Rock, Oscar Isaac, Dev Patel <laughs> film is. Um, but I feel like that's that's a good place uh, to wrap up. Um, Whatever um, that film is, it's gonna be fucking glorious. Yeah, that's great. There <laughs> you go. There you go. What is it? Uh, it should be a, Russell Brand, the character played by you. That's that's now I love what it. I'm thinking it should be. Yeah, I'll anyway. be Russell Brand. Be I'll play Russell, Russell Brand, Brand in his <laughs> biopic. <laughs> that's how we get around having Oscar Isaac and Dev Patel in it. You know, it's fine. Um, yeah, so we uh, yeah we'll get back to our regular programming, and um, I'm always happy to hear um, Ryan. You can tell people about the socials. Where can they let us know about when? Maybe even moments in film. This is what fascinates me. Moments in film where you sort of clocked. Of course, of course, that can be done by somebody else. Of course, this is a moment where I've noticed representation in film and eventually eventually there'll be a point where you don't have to notice it because it's it's going to be everywhere but i'm you know I'm, i am interested in that so where can people tell us that right you can find us on all socials at slash dupe and that is absolutely everything and because we are geniuses we've beaten all the seo so all you've got to do is just google or bing or ask jeeves or now i guess maybe you could probably duck duck go it as well msn um Yahoo. But you can you can just get search the words slash dupe and you'll find any iteration where you want to get in contact with us. Tor. Tor browser. Can you find it through your Tor browser? I don't know. Onion browser. I will, but I, I won't know because I'm a good boy. <laughs> I don't know what the dark web is. Um, okay. Isn't that when Spider-Man's evil when he fires his... Nice. That's the dark web, right? right? We definitely have to go. Um, <laughs> but before we go, everybody needs to play life is strange the entire series is a is a is a is the only game series i could think of when i was prepping this episode that there is intent from start to finish to tackle human subjects from a point of diversity in almost every way you can think of if you include all of the games in the life is strange series um they they tackle literally everything i think it's a very sort of sensitive i'm definitely going to push that right at the end um so so yeah dan and ryan thank you as i said earlier on thank you for sharing your stories and for being here for this and and uh, I liked uh, how we can bring it back to movies at the end because they're so important to us. Yeah. So, so thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. See you later.